0: we begin to get to where it gets down um, below a quarter, and then it gets to an eighth, and then it begins to get to where that light comes on. Some of you tonight might be where that light's coming on. Amen. Just this week or going through some things, and you're tired, but you've got to refuel, or what? That that vehicle's going to stop. And And here's the thing that's interesting about when a vehicle runs out of gas. And I want you to relate this to your spiritual walk. Why it's so important that you did the right thing to... Fight the flesh, fight tiredness, fight whatever you got. You fought to get here tonight to get a word from the Lord. Because what happens when we don't get gas and and run out? What happens? We begin to say, "I'm gonna, I'll do it next time I stop. I'll do it tomorrow. I'll I'll do it later." And we keep thinking we can make it, and we think we've got the light down. We think we've got how many miles are left, and all that. But how many know when you get to that light on? It might tell you how many miles it is, but it's not always right. And so we think that we're, we're, we're doing right by not stopping, stopping everything, getting out, getting gas, making sure we don't run out. What happens when you run out? You get stuck. And the work that you thought you were saving yourself from becomes worse. Can I get an amen? If you get run out of gas on the freeway, you put your life in jeopardy, if you run out of gas on the street, you got to find some place to go get gas. Sometimes you got to walk and you damage your car and there's all kinds of things that go into that. So the best thing to do is to refuel before you get too low. Sometimes we can look at that from one Sunday to the next or from one day to the next and we can get low on our spiritual fuel and think I can make it a little further without reading the Bible. I can make it a little further without praying I can make it a little further without coming to church and being around other believers. I, and that's the attitude we have. And then when we run out, it causes greater problems, amen. So I want to talk about refueling tonight. Matthew chapter 11, verse 28, I want you to leave tonight refueled by the presence of the Lord and by the Spirit of God, amen. And right before you get there, I just wanted to read you something I thought was, was interesting. This, uh, it's called The Pastor Stole Our Spoon. And it says, it's real short. It says, a pastor had dinner at the home of a couple in his church. And after he left, the wife said to the husband, I think he stole our spoon. And the husband's like, no, he he wouldn't have done that. And it bothered them for a long time. And so a long time went on, and they couldn't find the spoon. And so finally they said, they're going to have the pastor over for dinner again. And they had him over, and unable to resist, the wife said, did you steal our spoon last time you came over? We're missing a spoon. And the pastor said, no, I put it inside your Bible. <laughs> Amen. <laughs> I put it inside your Bible. Amen. That's all we got to use these things. Amen. I thought that was a good, good lead in. We can run out of gas if we're not reading our word. Amen. Matthew chapter 11, 28. Some of the most powerful real verses that Jesus speaks right here that are so important. I want to give you a few verses tonight for when you need to refuel, okay? I want you to write these down. I want you to have these somewhere so when you begin to get uh, weak and you begin to feel like you're running out of spiritual gas, you can go and read these verses. And here's Jesus speaking these words in his own words. He says, Come to me. Verse 28. All you who labor and are heavy laden and look what he says i will give you what rest Rest. isn't that an awesome word rest amen rest i will give you rest now this is important as we go on and i'm going to tell you some things maybe give you some nuggets this is important we we need rest okay we need to rest but also to need rest, you have to work to need rest to know that you need to rest. If you don't work, you don't feel the need for rest. When you work hard and you're doing something and you're giving of yourself, whether it's work or' it's, it's the work of the Lord or it's whatever you're doing, it's, it's an, a neat thing to get to that place where you feel like, man I need to rest. I need I need, I need to take a little break. I need to re- refuel, I need to recover. I need to get some strength real quick, and sometimes I'm, I don't have this in my notes, but this this is a fact, and not everybody gets to do this. But this is a fact. How many have ever heard of a power nap? They say that if you would, if you could just fall asleep for ten minutes, close your eyes and fall asleep for ten minutes, it's way better than an hour or two nap. It's it's something that it's called a power nap for a reason. And so I think spiritually we need to make sure every day that we find a way to get spiritual power naps, amen, ways to, to, to take time and, and get re-energized. Sometimes we don't read, think about this, sometimes we don't read the Bible because we think, man, I ain't got time to read a chapter, or we don't read the Bible because we think, man, I, I'm just in a hurry. What if you just d- did a power nap reading of the Word and read a few scriptures, and made sure you made time for that. And same thing with prayer. Man, I don't have a time. It's kind of like going back to what I said Sunday. Some people say, you know, I want a million dollars and I'll give 20% off it or whatever. And then a lot of people say, man, if I just had an hour, I'd pray for an hour. And God's saying, give me five minutes. Give me five minutes. Give me good, good, a good five minutes. You know, that that's how many know quality is better than quantity? If you spend time with somebody and it's quality... It's, it's better than, than three hours of nothing, five minutes of quality is better than that. And so Jesus is telling us, you need to rest. He says, I will give you rest. But here's the thing, church. Here's what we do. We go find rest everywhere but Jesus. We try to find rest in other things. And, and Jesus is just standing there saying, come to me. And so he says, come to me, and I'll give you rest. Let's keep reading. 29, take my yoke upon you and learn from me. For I am gentle and lowly in heart, and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. Lord, I pray tonight on this Wednesday night that no one would leave this place unrested. That, Father, in your presence tonight, and in your your spirit, and and, in your love, and your peace, and your grace, we would all leave filled Again, Father, with a fresh touch from you and a touch from your word tonight so that we can go through the rest of this week and continue to work for you and continue to work for our families and work for the things we need to do and stay strong and stay full so that we can be at our best. We ask these things in the mighty name of Jesus. And everybody said, you know, he says, learn from me. And I thought when I began to read that about the story that many of us know of Jesus sleeping on the boat let me know that story he's they're in a storm and I I need to learn this from the Lord that no matter what storm you're going through you can rest in Jesus meaning here's what you have to get to the place of understanding you can't change the circumstances by worrying about them it doesn't help the Bible actually says, can you add a, a foot of stature? Or can you add a cubit of stature? Can you add an hour to your life by worrying? It doesn't do any good to worry. And Jesus taught us that. Remember, Jesus was human. And they're in a boat, and they're going across water, and a storm comes, and the disciples start freaking out. And, and, and they're like, where's Jesus? Where's Jesus? And where was Jesus, church? At the bottom of the boat, knocked out, right in the middle of the storm. He was totally, profoundly asleep because he knew how to rest in his father. He gave us that example. And we need to learn to rest in the Lord. And they had to go wake him up, and they said, don't you care? Don't you care that we're dying? And he's basically telling, you aren't dying. I'm in the boat with you. Amen, I got you. How many know that we God's got us tonight, amen? We're in the boat with Jesus. Stay in the boat with Jesus, and we don't have to worry. He's got us. Jesus knew that he was in the hands of his Father, and so he says there, learn from me, and I'm gentle and lonely heart, so I think that that's one story we should learn from. Now, write this down for time. Mark 6.31 says this. He says to his disciples, come aside by yourselves to a deserted place, and rest a while. And he was goes on to say that for there were many coming and going, and they didn't even have time to eat. So here we see Jesus saying, Come aside by yourselves. I want you to, I want you to get this tonight, all of us here. I want you to, he says, I want you to come aside by yourselves to a deserted place. That doesn't mean a desert. It means a place where nobody else is, and rest a while. How, how, so here's here's the thing going back to, um, I could have given you more information on this, but I'm giving you the idea. There are businesses and companies, maybe you'll get mad if it's not yours, but there are many who actually give time during their work days for their employees to go take a power nap. And I would say that those companies are smart because they're wanting to get the most out of their employees, and they're giving them a chance to, to get a break. So he what he's what they're saying is, To get the most out of you, I need to make sure that you're the best that you can be. And God says to get the most out of you, you have to find some time during the day where you go to a deserted place by yourself and you talk to the Lord and you spend time with God and you're in his presence. Are you with me? I want to challenge you tonight to begin to, to at least think about it. Maybe you won't do it, but at least think about it. You'd begin to set a time. How, about, how are we in our lives? You know, here we are talking about refueling. What do you have to do to get gas? You have to stop everything, find a gas station, and go to it. You have to make an arrangement. You have to think ahead. You don't just put your mind in autopilot, and all of a sudden you're sitting at a gas station pumping gas. You have to think ahead. You have to make an appointment for that. You have to make a time. You have to pick a gas station hopefully before you run out. What would happen tomorrow if we woke up with the intent that at some time during the day we were going to go to a deserted place away from everybody else, by ourselves, and spend time with God? Here's my challenge. Try it. Here's my challenge. Try it. Try it. So, some of you now. You, here's here's, the, here's what we begin to say. Well, I can't. I ain't got time, and I and I got to do this, and I got to do that. that. That we always always have those excuses. But if you were to stop and go look at your day, you would find there are many times during the day when you could have rested in the Lord. You could have spent some time with God, but you were doing something else. And so you have to ask yourself that question. How am I managing my time? Am I, am, I, am I giving some time to the Lord? I believe Jesus is the wisest person who ever walked the face of the earth, way wiser than Solomon. And here Jesus is saying, come to me. Come to me, all you who are weary. So here we say, I'm tired, I need rest. And then we say that, but we're not, we're not going to the source. Amen? If we, if we need rest, then we should go to the one who gives rest. Which is Jesus. He says, Come to me. All who are He says, I understand your work, you're labored, you're heavy laden, you're burdened. He says, I will give you rest. So the challenge is maybe you try this for a week and you come back and tell me, and nobody, I promise you, nobody's gonna tell me. You know what? I every day last week for seven days in a row, I went to a deserted place by myself and I spent time with God and it didn't work. Man, you should I, I feel horrible. Nobody's gonna tell me that. I promise. I promise. But you might find after a week that even though you haven't changed anything else in the way you work and where you work and what you do, you're rested in your spirit because you're making an appointment to get with God. Do you think Jesus said that just because he needed to fill some space in Mark chapter 6? He said, go and get by yourselves to a deserted place and rest. He, he understood. God understands. If you don't think God understands rest, read Genesis. On the seventh day, he continued to work. What did he do? Put a whole day to rest. You know, there's a verse in the Bible people argue about. If you read the Gospels, it's interesting because you start looking at all the Gospels and all the miracles did. How many times did the Pharisees and Sadducees argue with Jesus about what he did on the Sabbath? on the sabbath on the sabbath on the sabbath on the sabbath Jesus made an ama- amazing point i want you to listen to tonight he said he said sabbath is for the man not man for the sabbath did you hear that let me say that again sabbath is made for the man not the man made for the sabbath what does that mean that means god ordained us to find place to rest so 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 we don't we don't he he doesn't need that day for us, for him, we need that day. We need that time. That's that's why in a perfect world, in a perfect world, we would we would give the entire day of Sunday to the Lord. It would be His in a perfect world, in a world that has not strayed away from the way it's supposed to be. Oh, I got quiet right there. Got real quiet right there, because God ordained it that way. That that day would be His but we do other things. We work, we take appointments, we go do this, we go do that. We're all over the place. And, and it's fine. God's probably, he's not going to send us to hell over that, but listen, he says, your reason you're tired is because you don't do what I tell you. You want to do things your way, and then you want to complain to me that you're tired. He says, I, I'm telling you. It'd be like if your boss told you, okay, you work at that company, and your boss says, I give you twice a day to go take a 15-minute nap, and you don't do it. Why, who who would be the one that's wrong there the boss has given you the opportunity to go take a nap and you don't do it it's our fault that that would be crazy right if you if you did something up i mean the opportunities there god's telling us rest come to me i'll give you rest my yoke is easy learn from me learn that when the storm's going on and you can't you can't control it you just go to sleep and rest like jesus did Amen. So Psalms 23, write this down. Great Psalms. Many of you know this Psalm. We should live this Psalm. We should, you know, a lot of people quote it by memory and and, and it becomes religious, but the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside still waters. Let me just throw this in there for a second. How many have trouble sleeping? You see your hands. You have trouble sleeping. I've, ha- I've had trouble sleeping for, I, don't, not, I can say at this moment I don't, but many, many times over my life I've had trouble. You have to find ways to relax your mind and rest. I listen to a certain music. It's, it's just a noise. Some people like to listen to water. Some people like to listen to wind blowing. There's all kinds of stuff you can listen to now, and, and I had to do that to get my mind to shut off. And here we are listening to this thing where it says, uh, he leads me beside still waters. He restores my soul. He leads me in the path of righteousness for his name's sake. And then many of you know this. Though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil for you are with me. Your rod and your staff, they comfort me. You prepare a table before me in the presence of my enemies. You anoint my head with oil. My cup runs over. Now watch this promise. Surely, goodness and mercy shall follow me some of the days of my life. All the days. Even the day it seems like all hell's breaking loose. Even the day it seems like a storm's over the boat that you're on. Have you ever been someplace when it's raining only on you? Isn't that the craziest thing in the world? When it's raining and you look around, I remember when I was in Colorado a couple weeks ago, it rained just on us. Like I, everywhere I looked, it was sun and no clouds, but there's pouring on our car. That's sometimes how we think, Well, God's picking on me. Amen, it's raining. Well, how about looking at it the other way? I'm special. God's raining on me. Right? Instead of being picked on, think, man, God's, God's chosen me to be the only one getting wet right now amen my car needs cleaning maybe but what i'm trying to say is he's basically saying that he, all the days goodness and mercy are going to follow me regardless of what i see and it says i will dwell i will dwell in the house of the lord forever that's a choice i will dwell in the house of the lord forever how many are following me tonight it's a decision to rest it's a decision to shut off the world for a minute. Listen, it's a decision to shut this off for some time. I'll wait till I get a better amen or woe is me. It, maybe put it down every once in a while. Or if, you, if you're going to use it, put some worship music on. If you're going to use it, open up the Bible app. One of my favorite things to do is to turn on my Bible app and let it read to me. And sit there and listen to it. And close my eyes and imagine what the Word is saying. We have that blessing, that we have that blessing today. Let's take advantage of the blessing we have with technology. That I can, I can read it and I can, that's great, but I like to turn it on a lot of times and listen to it and just listen to the Word and then imagine what they're saying and picture it myself. Listen to the Word of God. So we, we need to learn that when we put those things down and we get away you know, when you, maybe when you go to pray, you, you put your phone somewhere else. Guess what? The world is not going to end if, you, if you're not with your phone for 15 minutes. I promise you. Nothing life-changing is going to happen in 15 minutes, 20 minutes, a half an hour, whatever. Put the phone down and go away and pray over here. Put it on silent. Are you all with me? I'm just trying to give you some nuggets of how to stay rested. Because the world will pull on you, the world will ask you, the world will push you, the world will call you. As we see here in these stories in Mark 6, and I'm gonna begin to close, at that story, they were constantly ministering. And they didn't have a choice because God was moving so much in their lives that everywhere they went, people followed them. Everywhere they went, they the many stories in the Bible, they had to get in a boat. And go across the water. Jesus says, let's get in this boat and go across the water. And, and they're trying to get away because he understood the importance of rest. Because let me make a statement to you that I learned many years ago. The worker, though sorry, the work is no good without the worker. Did you hear that? Some of y'all will catch that later. The work will not happen if the worker is not good. That means, guess guess who the worker is? You and me, we're workers. We're workers in the harvest. We're workers in the kingdom of God. If I don't find time to rest, if I don't find, listen, you can dream all day long to touch the world. If you don't find place to rest, you will burn out. Amen? You'll burn out. I, I don't get excited when I see somebody begin to do something for God for a little while. I don't get excited about that. I get excited and admire ministries and people in the Lord who have done it for a long time because anybody can sprint. Come on, I'm preaching better than you're saying amen. Anybody can sprint. But it's a marathon, and you have to find a way to pace yourself. And you have to find a way to say, you know what, if I don't stop right, I'm not talking about stopping the ministry. I'm not talking about, oh, I'm going to stay home from church tonight. I'm not talking about that stuff. I'm talking about in your daily walk, you have to find time to get alone with God. Because you're only going to be as good as the time you spend with the Lord. You can't give something you don't have. You can't share something. You can't tell somebody, hey, rest in the Lord when you don't rest. You can't say, trust God, when you don't trust. You can't speak those words if you don't live it. You've got to get alone and get a spiritual power nap with God and get recharged and refueled so that when somebody calls on you or God opens a door for you to do something, you are rested in your spirit, in your spirit to be able to minister to them. Luke 5, 16, two more verses. This is a powerful verse right here. Jesus, the Bible says in Luke 5:16, he himself, capital H, Jesus, he himself often, say often. Say it again. What does that mean? Frequently. Quite a bit. Often withdrew into the wilderness and prayed. You realize a lot of times when we talk about praying and I can be guilty of to myself, we we get to where we think Talking and speaking and praying in the spirit and all the... A lot of times praying is just spending time with God away from everybody else. You you get what I'm saying? You don't have to say anything. I'm not talking about meditation and, and all that. I'm talking about just getting away from everything else and thinking about God. You know, he might speak to you. Just listen get in his word, get away from everybody else, withdraw yourself from everybody else. I've told you this before. Listen, none of you have to do this, but I'm telling you, I just will help you. Times when you're driving down the road and you got the radio on and the Holy Spirit says, turn that off and talk to me. Just talk to me. Just be with me. Times that you're maybe watching TV and the Holy Spirit says, turn that off and spend time with me. Some of the best moments I've ever had with God when I just do what He says, just like a spouse, just like a friend. Hey, we haven't talked for a while. Let's spend some time together. And quality time, listen, quality time is not sitting together at the table looking at each other's phones. That's not twi- that's not quality time together. Some of y'all are looking down instead <laughs> looking at me, man. Come on. Oh man, we spent an hour together yesterday. We were both on our phones. I'm talking about quality time where you look each other in the eyes. Whether it's spouse or kids or family, you take time to hug that person, you take time to ask, I mean, how many are, I'm not trying to spend forever on this. I'm just trying to get you to understand. I don't know th- th- we have to realize this is a blessing and a curse. It's a blessing and a curse. Amen. We have to be careful that that thing doesn't dominate us because it will pull us away from quality time with God. And then we wonder, how come I'm not seeing, I'm not talking about sin here. I'm not talking about, I'm talking about why we don't see maybe what we desire to see. We don't see what we desire to see because we have not spent time with the Lord. He's, he's going, man, I want to do so much through you, but you are so tired that I can't use you because you don't ever come to me and let, you, let me give you rest. You're so busy with life. You're so busy with doing things for me. God says, you're doing so much for me. And God says, but you're never with me. Spend some time with me. and Let me work through you instead of you working for me. I'm speaking to myself too. Getting alone. Finding time. Making time. Not even finding time, making time. So Jesus would often withdraw himself into the wilderness and pray. Get, about, get alone by himself. Some of us, watch this as I close. Some of us, listen, having someone hold our hand and having, hey, having someone agree with me and all those, I tell you this all the time, that's great. But some people cannot make it on their own. Some people do not have a relationship with God for themselves. If I don't have somebody encouraging me, if I don't have somebody speaking into my life, if I don't have somebody giving me a word, I can't make it. You've got to learn to make it on your own with God in relationship by yourself in, in personal time spent with God. And if somebody's by myself, praise God, there's power in numbers, but there's nothing like being alone with God and letting him speak directly to you and letting him fill you up and refill you, amen, and give you rest that only God can give. Two more to write down, Psalms 4.8. Some of you that said you had trouble sleeping, in peace I will lie down and sleep. In peace, that's a decision. I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O oh Lord, will keep me safe. When you have troubles turning off your mind, you might try not watching or looking or listening to something before you go to bed that might cause you to not be at peace. Right? I've told, uh, some of you are new and never heard this. If you want to go to sleep, get the Bible out and start reading it. And little Satanas will come over and give you a back rub. He'll he'll send some demons to rub your back, and you'll feel sleepy real quick. And if you don't, you're going to get some good reading. It's a win-win. But more times than not, you'll fall asleep. What better way to fall asleep than with the Word of God going into your mind? Maybe try turning on the Bible and listening to it as you go to sleep. Turn on some worship, man. There's there's some that's a little less, you know, not praise, worship slower. You just worship in the Lord, and you're just allowing yourself. That can be at noon, that could be in the morning, that could be at night. He says, "In peace, I will lie down and sleep, for you alone, O Lord, will keep me safe." And the last one, as we begin to close, and we're gonna pray right now, and just seek His presence for a moment. Exodus thirty-three, fourteen. God says, "My presence will go with you. My presence will go with you, and I will give you rest." My presence will go with you and I will give you rest. Amen. I'm telling you, I believe, I feel the Holy Spirit on this. I believe at least some of you, hopefully all of you, are grabbing something right now. Some of y'all needed to hear this tonight. Some of y'all need to be reminded of this. We need to find the time. We need to make the time to set an appointment with the Lord. I, I was thinking about that earlier in the week. How much is our life defined by time? All of it. Right now, I could, be, I could pass the microphone around, and, and, and you could tell me what you have to do tomorrow, and you'd say, at this time, I got to be here, and at this time, I got to be there, and at this time, I got to do this, and at this time, I got to do that, and at this time, I'm going to eat, and at this time, I'm going to exercise, hopefully, and at this time, I'm going to do this, and at this time, I'm going to do that. All these things, and I would ask you, at what point in that day were you going to pray? At what point in all that time you just told me are you going to read of the word? Come on, I'm not. I'm not condemning us, church. I'm just telling you, we have to make an appointment. If we make an appointment for everything else, if we make a time for everything else, why shouldn't we make a time to spend with God? Amen. How can we say we know Him if we're never with Him? And I'm not talking about on Wednesday night and Sunday night. What kind of presence of the Lord would be in here tonight? If sometime today all of us found a place, deserted away from everybody else, and spent some time with God, sometimes you got to say, "Hey, not to sound religious, hey, I need I need some time. I, I get I gotta go get away. I gotta I gotta." You don't have to listen. I'm not. You don't have to draw attention to yourself on it, but find time, make time, and I know we're pulled in a million directions, but listen. won't get the you won't get the marriage thing right you won't get the job thing right you won't get anything right if you don't get the God thing right it's 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 really a lot like tithe if I if I give what's left over to God where's the blessing in that the Bible tells me to give my first fruits I get I give it first how much of us give leftovers to God God, I'm a, tonight I am going to talk to you. We are going to hang out. I'm going to read your word. I'm going to listen to some worship music, and I'm going to pray. And then midnight comes, and you're asleep, and there's God in his love and his mercy saying, well, maybe tomorrow, maybe tomorrow. And then we wake up the next morning, or maybe that night, we say, man, I missed it, God. Tomorrow morning, I'm up at 5 a.m., Lord, 5 a.m., me and you. And God's saying, "You don't lie to me. You've never gotten up at 5 a.m. in your life. Whatever time it is, you get what I'm saying. You got to make a time. It's like we do with everything else. And if I put God first and don't give him the leftovers, you'll be amazed at how much time you'll have left in your day. Because he'll multiply it just like he does finances, just like he does strength, just like he does everything else. He's a multiplier. God's not a subtractor. He's a multiplier. He would do that with our time, too. I just, I just have to believe if God says, if Jesus says, come to me, you are labored and heavy laden, and I'll give you rest that he can't lie. All I got to do is come to him. Father, tonight I pray that this would resonate in our spirits, minister to us, challenge us, strengthen us. Fathers, we're closing out tonight. We're just going to spend a few minutes in your presence, a few minutes worshiping you, a few minutes praying, a few minutes coming to you and getting rest. Maybe you didn't have that time with the Lord today, but right now, here's an opportunity. This is what's awesome about a Wednesday night. What's awesome about having an altar to come and pray at. As we're here and they're beginning to play, let's just find a place. If you want to turn around in your seat, that's fine. But what I don't want you to do is talk to somebody right now or or. Think about something else. Let's spend a few minutes with God. Let's spend some time with the Lord. Let's find that place to just say, God, I don't even want to come say anything tonight. I just want to worship you. I just want to thank you. I just want to be in your presence. I just want you to touch me. I want you to give me rest. I want you to remove my burdens, Father. I I come to you as your word says, heavy and burdened and, and worked and tired but I'm going to come get filled up tonight right now in your presence and in your power and your strength and your grace and in your love because the Bible says his grace is sufficient for me. As they begin to sing, let's just, let's just spend a few minutes with the Lord. Let's just spend a few minutes in his presence.